Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. As a Christ-centered community, our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today recorded live inside the Wilson Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. So for those of you that have been here during the whole Advent season, what are the questions that I've been asking? I forgot the first one last week, but I remember this one. So the first week, what was I asking? What are you waiting for? That's right. We're talking about hope. And then the next week we talked about what? Who are you rooting for? We talked about love. Who are you encouraging? Who are you cheering on? We're rooting for these precious little ones that came up and shared their gift with us today. And so then last week, do you remember what the question was? Where are you going? Where are you going? And obviously we talked about how that has something to do with peace. And today, today's question is how are you doing? And so the focus is joy. We, we Obviously, we see it on the screen. We, we lit, the, lit the candle today. We talked about joy. It wasn't a neat that we had joy. Talk about joy. Kind of neat how that works out, right? So this is a question of the day. How are you doing? And we're going to get to that question later, okay? And so if you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 105, all right? Psalm 105. Go ahead and... Find that in your copy of scripture if you have that with you today. Psalm 105. So many great passages of scripture that have to do with the word joy in the Bible. Are we there? Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell about all of his wondrous works. Honor his holy name. Let the the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His wonders and the judgments that he has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen once. I want you to look to the person next to you. If you got someone sitting next to you, I want you to look at them right now. It says, you are his chosen one. You might not have known that. The person that you just said that to might not have known that. They might not have ever realized that they are his chosen one. And that thought alone, that thought alone should give you great joy today. Like that truck in the background. <laughs> A cool new toy should give you great joy. (laughs) So that thought alone that you are his chosen one, that you have a purpose and a plan and a reason to live is reason to have great joy. But here, just to give you just a quick, like we'll just kind of jump to the end before we even get started. Here is the reason why we should really have joy. And this is where true joy comes from. And obviously as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as a church, This is where we put all of our hope and our trust in. Is this a reason to have joy? Jesus Christ was born just at the right time in history. He came to earth at just the right time. It wasn't no accident that the donkey carried Mary (laughs) to Bethlehem 
on that day, all right? There was no accident that they just happened to have to be in Bethlehem for that reason. And it was no accident that Jesus was born at the time that he was born. And someone asked, hey, was Jesus really born on December 25th? The answer is no. I mean, I'm not a historian. I don't know the exact particular time, but just based on sheep being out in a field and the shepherds being out there keeping watch by night, the, the odds are it wasn't December. But that is when we just have chosen in our culture to celebrate that particular day. It shouldn't take our focus off who it is that we celebrate, though, just because we don't know the exact time. But just know that when Jesus was born, he was born at the right time in history. God became flesh in just the right place in the world. He walked in the dirt on the same earth that we walk on today. He experienced the compassionate love of his father. He knew the joy of deep and meaningful friendships. Hopefully you know that too. But he also walked down the painful road of rejection. Some of us have experienced that same pain too. He became sin on our behalf, scripture says. He was obedient to even death on a cross. The Bible talks about it in Philippians chapter 2. But on the third day, on the third day, he defeated death. So that we might have the greatest gift of all. And that is life. Life that lasts forever. There's nothing like that underneath your tree. Nothing. You might, might be the best. You know what? Listen, to, to, we just found out yesterday that this guy right there, this newly with this new couple, he bought his wife a cute little dog. Aw. Everybody say, aw. This cute. This dog is cute. It's here, right? Shh. Yeah, it's the sleeping on the... It's a service dog. It's bringing comfort and joy. Right? But listen, that's a great gift. <laughs> Until you have to walk up and down those steps, taking it out to go potty. All right? But it's nothing like what Jesus has offered us, what Jesus gives us, the great joy that comes from knowing him. You know, like the Grinch said, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Do we know that to be true, right? All of us know that, right? I mean, we... We don't have to, we have to hear that, do we? Because we all know that the real reason we celebrate Christmas and the real joy does not come from Amazon. Even though they have a little smile on the box, you know? Has anybody else set out treats for your Amazon driver? Anybody else done that? We've done that and they've taken lots of stuff because they come like twice a day at our house. There's Christmas and a wedding coming up. We don't even know what it is that we've got underneath the tree. We're going to open silverware or something like that or napkins. It's going to be crazy. But our future redemption should be where we get our current joy today, ladies and gentlemen. That's the thing that we hold all of our hope and we put all of our trust and faith in that particular gift that was given to us by Christmas. All right, quick survey, quick survey. What brings you Joy. So let's talk about the things that make us happy, bring us joy this time of year, especially. Um, for one, creation. Creation. How many of you guys, like, out in a tree stand, look at something to kill, all right? You're just like, man, creation itself brings joy. Just being out in nature. It brought God joy. Actually, in the beginning, it says God created all things. He said it was good. You know he was feeling joy deep down inside when he looked at all that he had created. Children. I put a question mark, because most of the time, right? 89.5% of the time, <laughs> they're bringing us joy. Weddings, 
Any weddings coming up in 2020? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Anybody else getting married or know somebody's getting married in 2020? I know the Mays. We just talked about that the other night. They got a daughter getting married in 2020. You know what brings me joy? Something that smells good. I'm a smell guy. Anybody else just a smell person? Like a good smell, perfume, or just something you just smell something. Now, the opposite of that, when something smells bad, it's like, it's like compounded. You're like, whoa, man, what is that? Goes back to the children. That's the other times when that smell good, you know, especially when they were babies. Friends, most of the time, your friends bring you joy. Christmas. But can we just be honest? Maybe not for everyone, for various reasons. I know it's hard to believe, but there, are, this family that we prayed about earlier, Christmas will never be the same again for them. Because every time this time of year rolls around, this is the thing they're going to remember, is this great loss. Maybe it's because you're grieving the loss of someone in your life, or maybe someone that you hoped could be here for Christmas is not going to be able to be here. So it, it kind of brings the joy level down just a little bit. So how are you doing is the question. And we ask this question a lot, right? I heard it, heard it several times here this morning when we walk in. That's almost like the, this is our automatic go-to when we see someone, right? We say, hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Like, that's just what we ask is the question. And so what is the almost automatic response to that question? What are some automatic responses to the how you're doing question? Just tell me what they are. Fine, Fine is a lot. Good. Um, okay. Eh. Mas o menos, you know, Spanish. In the middle. I don't know. Just kind of like a little bit. Um, how about this? How many of you say, man, I'm just, I'm just busy. Anybody say that? We're just so busy. Especially this time of the year, like it's a badge of honor for us to say, I'm just so busy. We're just busy all the time. We got, I mean, they got three little boys. They're busy. <laughs> Those boys are busy, you know. Listen to this quote from Lisa Turkhurst. I saw this uh, pastor friend of mine posted this. and I thought this was uh, pretty interesting for this whole theme of busyness. If I really want an unrushed life. I must underwhelm my schedule so God has room to overwhelm my soul. If I really want an under or an unrushed life, I must underwhelm my schedule. That's not easy to do. So God has room to overwhelm my soul. So let me ask the question, how are you doing in this area of life right now? As I was writing this, these notes, a friend of mine walked into Bee Creek, and what was the first thing that came out of my mouth? Hey, how you doing? It just, it just came, just like I didn't even think about it. It's like breathing. And she said, oh, fine. But I really don't think that was the case. Because I watched her walk by, and she was walking like, like there was something wrong with her back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, no, really? How are you doing? Because it doesn't seem like you're doing okay. 
And she began to explain that she had an issue with her back and then her husband was trying to help her relieve some of the pain. So this made me start thinking, first of all, do you really want to know how someone was, is doing when you ask them the question? Let's just be honest. Like deep down, so I think about that for yourself personally. Do you really want to know? Secondly, do we always share with people the honest answer when they ask us how we're doing? And so we were discussing this and my son and uh, my youngest daughter, Eliza, were there and, and uh, we were asking him about that. And my son had an interesting point. He said, it depends on who's asking the question. So it depends on who your audience is. So like if I, his father, say, Paul, hey man, hey brother, how are you doing? It maybe depends on how I ask the question. How are you doing? It's like, well, if I know if it's you, I might give a completely different answer. But if it's just a stranger on the street or just someone you have a casual acquaintance with, you might not give them the deep down, real honest answer to the question. Does that make sense? Tracking with me there? But what about when you go to the doctor? I know there's a doctor in the room today. If you go to the doctor and they ask you how it is that you're doing, aren't you going to unapologetically be completely honest with them? Or at least you should be, right? If you, have, if you want some kind of solution to the problem, you better be honest and tell them exactly how it is that you're doing, right? Okay, so keep that thought in mind. Because we'll get back to that in just a minute. Here are some things that didn't make the things that bring you joy list. Here's one of them. Trials of many kinds. Did anybody ask for that for Christmas this year? No, like if you sit on Santa's lap, right, Josh, did you ask, hey, Santa, you know what, this year I want trials of many kinds. No, you didn't, uh, you didn't ask for that, right? No one would cho choose to ask for that. But in the midst of trials of many kinds, actually it says that we can experience joy. Because joy is a choice. It's an attitude that you are to adopt. And our joy is not determined by our struggles, but they are determined, or joy is determined by our future destiny. But that's for us as followers of Jesus. That's one of the things that separates us from the rest of the world. Or at least that's one of the things that should separate us from the rest of the world. That we can actually count it joy when we're going through trials of many kinds. Right? It's not like that's what we're asking for. Like we didn't really ask for that for Christmas. But when we're going through those things, we can count it joy regardless of the circumstances that surround us. That's the thing that makes a Christian different. It might not be that it doesn't, that it, I mean, it's still hurting. You're still suffering and you're still going through some difficult times. And you might really be honest with someone when they ask you how you're doing. But the thing that sets up, separates you apart from the rest of the world is that you say, even in the midst of this, I have joy. I have joy because I know this is not the end. I know there is more coming. Amen. I know there is more. 
And I think when we go through trials, it's one way God demonstrates his faithfulness to us. Like, it's almost like if you're not going through any trials, you don't see God's hand at work. Because you almost start believing like you have something to do with the success or the things that you're going through, all the pieces going on in your life. Like, oh, things are going well. It must be because of what I'm doing. But that's not true. When we're going through those different times, that's how God shows his faithfulness to you and me. And it doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't mean that we should be trite when it comes to people that are going through difficult things. It doesn't mean we should suppress our sorrow or our pain. Just like when you go to the doctor, you should not suppress it. You should be honest and say, hey, it hurts right here. Can you help me? Phrases like, turn that frown upside down, Christian. You should smile. It's all going to be okay because we're going to go to heaven when we die. Yeah, it's true. But we shouldn't discount their pain and suffering that they're going through. We should learn how to come alongside them and help them experience joy. And I think part of the thing is when we're going through a difficult time, I believe that we can think about it this, this way. Your frown literally does get um, inverted when we bow down to pray. When we bow our head to pray, when we go to the source of joy, the source of hope, love, and peace, the things we've been celebrating, it literally transforms and changes our frown into a smile based on our location, if you will. So prayer is, is powerful in that particular um, context. Here's another thing that didn't make the list real quick. Persecution. Did anybody... <laughs> Sit on Santa's lap this year and say, hey, Santa, uh, my name's Billy and I've been a good boy. And this year for Christmas, I would really like to be persecuted for my faith. I would love to suffer for the sake of Jesus this year. Like, sign me up for that. Like, give me some suffering for the sake of Jesus. We didn't ask for that. But you know what scripture says? I'm going to give you some examples of scripture and how we can find joy in the midst of this. It says... In Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, Jesus says. Blessed are you who experience those things. And it goes on to say, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were you. It says rejoice that you are counted worthy to suffer on behalf of Jesus. Like, whoa, Brady, this is a great Christmas message, man. I'm feeling so good. But if you want to experience true joy, then then you live your life so passionately and so on the edge for Jesus that it starts to affect people around you. And I'm not talking about being obnoxious. Don't be an obnoxious Christian. Be a joy-filled, generous passionate follower of Jesus where people just notice, but you know what? It might rub people the wrong way. It might. I mean, Jesus got himself killed because of that. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Everyone. That's a bumper sticker for you, right? Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will at some point suffer some point or some part of persecution. 
And, and it comes in many different forms. It could just be just someone who doesn't agree with you. Maybe someone at work just doesn't see this. Someone gets offended because you put up a Christmas tree on your, on your cubic, in your cubicle or, or you say Merry Christmas and you don't, don't say Happy Holiday or whatever it is. That's just subtle. It's subtle compared to the rest of the people in the world that we know who are following Jesus that are literally dying for their faith. They're dying for this Christmas story. For the gift of Jesus on the earth and Jesus coming and dying on a cross and rising again. They're dying for the message of the resurrection in different parts of the world. They have nothing under their tree, but their hearts are full because of their love and their relationship with Jesus Christ. They don't have the trappings and distractions that we can find ourselves getting into sometimes in this time of of the year. All they have is their very life. And their existence is, is very um, minimal compared to what it is we experience. But they are passionate about Jesus. And they are rejoicing and being glad because they are suffering on his behalf. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 5, verse 40 through 42. It says, after they called in the apostles. These are the, the apostles they had gotten uh, in trouble because they were... Uh, Proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus it says after they called in the apostles had them flogged beaten They ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and then released them And then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf of the name Every day in the temple and in various homes they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, Now we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. So let me ask you a question. Have you, or are you, experiencing Any kind of pushback in your life because of your walk with Jesus. Because of the stand that you take to walk in righteousness. Once again, not to be legalistic and to to force this in people's faces and be an obnoxious Christian. Don't be that person. But you love them so obnoxiously that they cannot help but see that you are not the same person you used to be. Are you tracking with me? Now... Here's the thing. If you've never been persecuted or challenged because of your faith, there might be a couple reasons for that. And I want you to wrestle with what those reasons might be. Let me ask you, do people even know Jesus is where you get your joy. Do they even know that even though you're going through difficult times in your life, you have a hope and a peace and a love and a joy that just separates you from everybody else and you can walk in? Do they know that? Oh, listen, I, it's, a, it's cheating for me because people expect that out of me, out of me because I'm a pastor. Oh, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to live that way. But this same Jesus who came at just the right time, who died at just the right time, He's the same Jesus that came and died for you. He's the same Jesus that gives you life. 
He's the same Jesus that gives you life that will last forever. So we're not any different. I just have a, a greater responsibility. I just have to get prepared to be here every single Sunday and have something to say. But if we're a follower of Jesus, people need to see that we're different. That we are separate. That we handle life differently than other people around us. And that when that happens and they want to know, I don't know how you're, how you're going through such a difficult time. You still have a smile on your face. Well, let me just tell you about the Jesus who brings me joy. It was interesting, the, the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Um, and they talked a little bit about it during the reading. Here's the thing. Every single one of you have a different mountain that you live on. And you have a different place where you can proclaim this truth from. So how are you doing this morning? I'm asking this question. How are you doing? Do you need his joy to be your strength today? Uh, in some circumstance in your life? Whether it be through trials that you're going through or maybe persecution that you're experiencing, or maybe it's just the busyness of the day. <laughs> and you're like, man, I need, I need his joy to be my strength today. How are you doing today? So even better than going to a doctor, you can be in the presence of God. You can be in the presence of brothers and sisters, people who, who honestly do want to know how you're doing. <laughs> Like a place where you can't actually tell someone, this is how I'm doing, this is how I'm feeling at this particular time. Here's the thing, so a lot of people come in, and even with me, they'll come in the church and they'll walk out in and out, and they'll never let me know what's going on in their life. And, I, and to me, that grieves my spirit. It's literally like walking into the doctor and not telling them where it hurts or where you're suffering and not getting the right medication and then walking out. That doesn't seem right, does it? That would be a waste. It'd be a waste of your time, waste of your money. And you're like, well, Brady, I don't want to be vulnerable. I, mean, I just want you to entertain me, just say a few things, make me ch challenge me a little bit. I just want to walk out of here and be on with my day. But um, I'm sorry you didn't get that choice. Because that's not why we're here. We're here because the king of the universe really does care about how you're doing. And his people really do want to know. And they really do want to help you find the joy that they know. And we are carriers of that joy. Maybe it's time for us to be unapologetically honest with one another. So, um, Brady, would you come up? Stephanie, would you come? So, here's the thing. We, like I said before, we really want to know how you're doing. And so if you're here this morning, so I just need prayer. I just need to talk with someone. I just need someone to encourage me today. Uh, they're going to be available for you to have that conversation with them. If you came in with someone else that you want to bring up with you, that'd be fine too. I just think it would be wrong for us not to provide uh, this opportunity for you. So no matter what it is that you're going through, whether it's a, a trial thing that you're experiencing, maybe you're being persecuted for your faith, there's a testimony in that. There's a story of God's faithfulness in it. There's a place where you can rejoice in the midst of it. And then you can share that 
with uh, everyone else around you. So I want to I want to share this. Let's finish this with you, and then we'll have we'll play some music. And then if you want to pray or if you want to talk with someone, you can come on up. So this amazing gift of joy, this amazing gift that we have through Christ, is something that you are to share with other people. Did you know that? Like literally, I know you're going to get something for Christmas this year and you're going to talk about it. You're going to share it with someone else. You're going to, hey, dude, you won't believe what I got this Christmas. Check it out. It's going to, I'm going to see it on Facebook. You're going to take pictures. It's going to be exciting. But once again, it's nothing more exciting than what it is that Jesus offers us. Do you remember what it said in Acts chapter 5, verse 42? It says, every day in the temple and in various homes, they continue teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. That is what we are called to do. Remember, no one else has the same mountain that God has given you. So you need to go tell it on the mountain. You need to go proclaim the good news with everyone that you meet. Just like the shepherds, I love where it says they left and they went and told everyone that they met. You know what? Here's the reality. You might not be suffering persecution because you're not telling everyone that you meet. You might need to be a little bit more bold. You might need to take a little time with Brady and learn a little boldness in your faith. Does it mean enough to you that you're willing to share it with everyone? Does it mean obnoxious? Like, hey, you, you know Jesus? You know Jesus? You know, don't, don't be that guy or girl. But look for opportunities. Look for chances in the suffering and your trials and your temptations to say, hey, you know what? I'm going through something similar. And here's where I get my joy. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you about it. Go share the joy. Christmas today and every day. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that Jesus didn't see something like the, the, the equality with God, something to be grasped or held on to. He said he emptied himself and became obedient to be a servant, to be obedient to even death on a cross so that we might experience joy in the midst of difficult times. Jesus, you were willing to go through so much for us. Would we be willing? Would we be willing to put, out, put ourselves out there in order that other people might know the same joy that we know that's in Christ Jesus? Help us to be not afraid like the shepherds in the field. Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy. Walk with us in our fear. Walk with us in our whatever it is that holds us back today. May we know you, Jesus, this Christmas in a deeper, more meaningful way than we've ever had before. May it set us apart so that other people see Christ in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, last thing, seriously, if you, if you need to let somebody know how you're doing today, if that's you that's talking on your heart, don't walk away. Come. Tony's going to play some music, visit with one another as we leave. But come, and if you need prayer, that's what we're here for today. So come. Christmas Eve, 5 o'clock. Uh, come if you can. Come a little early. Make sure you get a seat, and we'll be ready to go. Bless you, and have a great day. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church, or want to speak to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com, and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.